passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. (laughs) Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. I want to finish off with just your thoughts on the Bruins after the first month of the year. What have, what have the two of you learned about this team? Um, obviously, through nine games, they're 8-0-1. They're atop the East, atop the Atlantic. They're second in the NHL behind Vegas, who's 9-0-1. The schedule has not been the toughest as far as opponents. The travel has been challenging. They had to go out west and play some different time zones and whatnot. Every team in the NHL is full of professional hockey players. So I don't buy into the whole, like, oh, you you played Chicago twice, so of course you're going to beat them. Anybody... Chicago's going to get their wins this year. They they could beat Colorado and and what are you going to you know like they can beat anybody on any given day. Um, it's just a matter of frequency. But I personally and Bridget, you mentioned it a couple of weeks ago, uh, maybe not a few weeks ago, but a few episodes ago. November, November's schedule is a lot more challenging. Um, you know, you you played Toronto. It starts with Toronto. Scott, you mentioned it. You got Detroit again. You got Dallas. You have the Islanders who are stingy. You got Montreal a couple times that are playing well right now. You got Florida again. You got Tampa. You got the Rangers, right? So I think we'll probably learn more about how this team can play against, you know, the better competition in the league um, this coming month. That said, what have you learned about this team through the first month of the season? And and maybe I just kind of spoiled it a little bit, but what do you look forward to watching and learning about them uh, as we enter November? Well, I think one of the big things I've learned is just that there is not a hangover from last year uh, on, on either front. Like they're, they're not, they didn't come into the year like so down on themselves because of the collapse that they get off to slow start or they look unmotivated or what, like obviously there's so many ways that last spring could 
negatively impact a team, not just through the summer, but like into the next season. And I really feel like we're not seeing that. Like, I think we're seeing a team with the right mindset that is, is really very businesslike. Like they're, they're just, they're not dwelling on it. And, you know, obviously like it's come up the most the last couple of days because Florida was on the schedule. So everyone, these guys are all asked about it before the game. They're asked about it after the game. Does it mean anything extra, all that stuff. And I thought everyone answered, oddly enough, like the guy, the president probably made the most of it was Jim Montgomery when he, and it was only one quick comment. It's not like he went on and on, but he said, you know, it, it's more than one out of 82. Um, I didn't really think the rest of the Bruins kind of fed into that at all. Like I, I, you know, I think they just had like a professional approach to it of like, yeah, we know they ended our season, but there's nothing we can do about it. Like we can't change it. All we can do is just go play a regular season game. Um, you know, and I also think sort of the flip side is like, they're not overconfident because they've gone off to a slow start. Like I, I think, I never really thought that was there last year either, but maybe just kind of by human nature, it creeps in a little. And I think, you know, I don't think it's there now. Like, I don't think they're getting like, Ooh, you know, six and oh, like we're, we're, we're a great team or whatever. Like they weren't getting too far ahead of themselves. So I, I guess that's sort of the big thing, big takeaway for me is, they seem to have a very good mindset and just mental approach to this season. And I think it's, I think it's part of why they're off to a good start and part of why I expect them to continue to play good hockey, even though I don't think they're going to continue getting points at a 90, 900 clip or whatever it is. No, probably not. Um, but to, to the fact that you, you referenced after the game, um, all Mark saying when asked about, does it mean that anything more that the win comes against Florida? He said, I don't hold grudges. And then Marshawn said, I do hold grudges, but I put this one behind me. <laughs> so I, that was kind of a quick, funny answer by him. I laughed. Um, he's like, I do hold grudges, which, um, we all kind of knew already, but, uh, but that they weren't looking at it any differently than any other team against Florida. I would say my thoughts on your question, Brian, is that this first month of the season has, been, uh, been something that they can stand on in terms of building confidence, uh, building chemistry. You're starting to see that stuff come to the forefront. It's it's qu Some questions have been answered, so there's a little bit more certainty with what this lineup could look like and how things might work, especially from before the season started. It so remember where we were back before the preseason started. We didn't know exactly how the Bergeron and Krejci holes were going to get filled in this lineup. We didn't know what the fourth line was going to look like. We didn't know if Milan Lucic was, um, you know, still at the right NHL speed. We we had a lot of questions. Um, we we knew the goaltending and the defense were going to be good, but the rest of the lineup, how it shook out, we we had a lot of questions remaining, including like, how's Geeky? You know, is Van Riemsdyk a little bit past his prime? Is and we've seen that for the better, those questions have all come back in a, in a positive way for the Bruins. So I think there's just a good base to build off of the rest of the way. And they're not going to win at this pace, but 
um, you can at least point back to a time where guys, we can do this. Like we've already done it. So there's, there's that. Yeah. And I, I think, yeah, to, to, to your point, like, I think what they've learned is that they, that they will be okay post Bergeron. And I think that the biggest reason for that is because of the emergence of Matthew Patra. And it's like in the off season, I think what we're finding out is that Don Sweeney's money ball approach as a, with, with like Jesper Boquist and Morgan Geeky potentially, you know, being some diamond in the rough on offensive producers for them in the middle six, like, you know, Geeky has a role to play. I don't think there's a huge ceiling for him offensively. I mean, maybe like 20, 30, I don't know, like, but Boquist is down in Providence. So we were kind of in the op to your point, like before preseason, we were kind of thinking to ourselves, maybe Geeky can be this diamond in the rough. Like he he had like a really impressive, like uh point total per 60 or something like that last year or something like that. And, and, and Boquist we were like, Oh, he's quick. Maybe he could be a re you know reclamation project. And like, like Zaka has been in Boston. I think what we're learning is like, we, I mean, well, Bullquist is in Providence and Geeky is like, he's just a guy. And, but thank God for Matthew Potra's existence because we've kind of like not really had to focus on those free agents that they brought in. Uh, he's been a breath of fresh air and a, and a, and a, I don't know, a franchise saver is strong, but he's definitely, uh, he's definitely, his, his, his emergence has allowed the Bruins to remain where they want to be from a competitive standpoint. You could look, we could look back on this in a few years and, and that sentence you just said could be completely correct. Like he, he could be like, if you were able to extend him and he, and he turns out to be, you know, the next guy, the next center that's here for a long time, that's homegrown like Bergeron or Krejci, that really could be a, a sentence that's proven correct. Um, we saw what, do, do, do you think, uh, you think Padres already jumped to the front of the line for the cup handoff from Marchand, or I don't think so. No, <laughs> I don't know about that, but I can tell you, uh, this might be the the only time that I can remember where I think we might know in, in October who the Bruins, who Nesson's seventh player award could be. Like it's it it, it might be yeah. over before it started. True. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's gonna, you, it's gonna be hard for anyone if he sticks around all year and plays well. It's going to be extremely difficult for anyone to top him. Yeah, he and they don't they don't give cars anymore, do they? Because I feel like he probably needs a car, so maybe they'll bring that back for him. <laughs> like, he's he's out here in Boston. I don't know if he's got a car yet. Like he can probably. How about apartments? It. Do they give apartments for the seventh <laughs> yeah. player? Or just yeah, just maybe a yeah a house. I don't know. At least a car, right? Just give them a little something. Not that driving in the city is fun at all. I actually hate it more than pretty much anything else. But <laughs> we learned we we learned what he can do. We learned that Johnny Beecher was ready to play a fourth line center role. Uh, we had asked where does Jesper Boquist factor into the lineup. The answer was not at all as of right now. Um and. We've seen like the combination of grit and skill that the team has been able to put together. That was something that was mentioned um, by Montgomery as we had it in. So uh, we also just recently got the answer on whether or not Dan Heinen's on the team. So he finally got his contract. Um, what is it? Uh, one year, 775. It was league minimum, I think. Is Yes, exactly. So not a huge cap hit. So that helps a lot. Um, if, if he can play there, obviously injuries factored into 
him coming in. Still have no idea why it took so long. I don't know if you ever figured it out, Scott. But we see him come in, and I asked Montgomery a question about it after the game. How would you assess his first time um, playing this season? And he said he was rusty, which, you know, it's kind of to be expected. He's been practicing, and Montgomery says he's practicing well, but that's he hasn't played an NHL game in a while. So um, you're probably going to see that. And, and he did come in and play defense um, in overtime. And I thought that was interesting and maybe almost backfired, uh, but it didn't because he actually was the other player on the rush for Zaka's goal. Uh, and Montgomery said he played him that way in college before when he needed help on on defense. And I guess he remembers that and was saying, oh, he still he still got it. We can do it again. And so maybe he made his case. He, it, it started out with like a, an insult, but then ended up with a compliment in Montgomery's assessment of him. So he's he's here, guys. We asked trick or treat, and I guess he got a treat instead of a trick, which he'd been dealing with a trick for a while. Yeah, I know. I was just thinking. I I was about to wrap up the episode, and I was like, oh, we forgot to to mention that Heinen has been officially signed. But there was some other some other things to to talk about. But yeah, that 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 is official and. Uh, I'm sure he'll get better as, as things go along. Bridget, yeah, Scott. I mean, I mean that, that's fine because the Bruins also forgot about Danton Heinen for a while. Yeah. So we weren't alone. So. Exactly. Exactly. Well said. Bridget and Scott, do you guys have anything uh, before we wrap up here? Nope. I think I'm good. All right. Me too. All righty. Thank you all for listening. And we'll talk to you very soon. Hey, guys. Thank Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus